Hello and welcome back to another episode of Little Less Conversation. It really crept up on us, hasn't it? <laughs> Way, yeah, man. We're back with another flipping great episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the pancake day puns out of the way. Uh, let's get down to business. Uh, where better to start than, uh, I guess, game of the weekend? Arsenal Leeds, Chelsea Newcastle. Did you say? <laughs> That one was a bore, but uh, <laughs> no, it was a it was an entertaining. Uh, it was goals. There was um, hat tricks. There was was a controversy, um, maybe, um, but yeah, and it was a good way to start off my uh, little Valentine's Day. I think. Oh, so you're trying to tell me you don't have any more conspiracy theories for me this week? Not this weekend. Well, I do, but uh, I'll leave that to later. <laughs> what, what did I say to you? I said to you, oh, if you get the win, nothing else matters, right? And it's exactly, you proved prove my point. You're winning and you're not complaining about anything. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. when, yeah, I guess when the luck's not on your side and you're losing, it's, uh, yeah, it's never, never going to go well. But back to winning ways and uh, what better way than our star man getting a hat-trick? Yes, I mean... Aubameyang back to doing what he does best I guess and uh, yeah do his confidence uh, the world of good getting a hat trick and uh, getting you guys the winner I think yeah I think that was more important um, I mean he he looked he was really good in the game um, but yeah I read a stat on, on the weekend that that's his first ever uh, hat trick for Arsenal which is uh, which I'm, I'm a bit surprised by given his goal scoring record is, is phenomenal but uh, I guess he's just going braces all around otherwise yeah, I think this is a first Premier League hat trick. I think he's got one for you in another competition, probably FA Cup or something like that. Probably, uh, probably. Hopefully, it was against Chelsea, but um, it, it wasn't against Chelsea because he only scored one against us. But yeah, and it proved to be the winning one. Um... <laughs> well, and he didn't score in the Europa League final, though, did he? Oof. We always have to go back there, don't we? Uh... <laughs> well, you're the one who started it with the FA Cup, so you know, just a little reminder that uh, yeah, we did it in Europe. Oh, heartbreak of Baku. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was surprised by Leeds, to be fair. Um, Leeds are quite an energetic team and it, they didn't really set up to sort of, I mean, I was expecting a lot more from Bamford and I think Rafinha as well. Um, and actually, it was quite good seeing Odegaard come into the team, get a first start for the club. And he looked, he linked up pretty well with Ceballos and, and Saka, who, who, by the way, is phenomenal. He's un- he's such an unbelievable talent. I can't believe he's only like 19. Yeah, he's very good. He's definitely your best player. And I think when he doesn't play, um, you guys are in trouble, really. A bit like Tierney as well. Your, your record without Tierney is not very good. Um, so I'm surprised you, you won against Leeds. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tierney and his... Uh, he's, he's, he was quite injury-prone, which is a bit frustrating, but... Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm probably with you actually. A lot of uh, Arsenal fans probably say Bamiyang's your, your your star man, but I think actually Saka is. And uh, I can't believe a 19. The last time a 19 year old was a star man was uh, Jackie Wilshere. So um, you know, hopefully, big things to come from Saka. Well, if he's following in the path of Wilshere, he's just going to spend most of his career in the physio room, isn't he? <laughs> no, I think Saka's built differently. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you're hoping so. Anyway, otherwise, otherwise, you're finished. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's hope uh, the, the team keeps up the um, the good work. Uh, I was impressed with the team overall, and uh, I know we leaked a couple of goals, but uh, aside from aside from that, and you know, Lee's looking a bit, you know, lethargic. It, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really their day. 
I think they were all uh, the Leeds players were probably looking to to get home to their missuses and uh, spend Valentine's Day with them. And it looks like the Arsenal players really wanted the win. So, <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I think Leeds were a bit disappointing, but it's, it was a typical Leeds performance. I mean, they got a couple of goals, which I think everyone expected, but they just concede way too many as well. And it's just, uh, it's just, it's really good football to watch sometimes, Leeds, but. I mean, I wouldn't be over the moon if I was a Leeds fan because you kind of want to try and win a few of these games as well where they're, where they're getting outscored, basically. But I don't know. Maybe they did have one eye on the, the misses in the stand or at home, whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, any, um, any holes yeah. a goal, right, I guess? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that win took us up to 10th uh, in the league, so... Uh... You know, we're climbing. <laughs> Speaking of, of climbing, uh, the league, us lot, Chelsea have done really well again. Another win. Moved further up the table into the top four ahead of Liverpool now. So, you know, things are looking up for us. Yeah, I think I mentioned to you as well, uh, that win's now taking you, what, four points off top two, which is which is it's kind of bizarre, isn't it? Not really. I mean, if you think of it, yeah, Lampard was only five points behind Liverpool when he got sacked. I think it was two cal- two calls only made up five points. If that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, obviously, Liverpool have dropped a lot of points, but um, yeah, it would have been interesting just thinking about it. I mean, obviously, the team wasn't playing like they are now uh, under Lampard, but if he had stayed, maybe he would have turned it around. Um, maybe it was a bit of a, a premature sacking. I don't know, but uh, uh, but yeah. Who knows? We can't really live in the past, but uh, just happy with the performance of the team. Timo Werner getting a goal after, what is it, a thousand minutes without a goal or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Putting a really good shift, got man of the match again. It's two games in a row now. So you can't fault him for, for, for his effort and uh, his influence on the game. But uh, Yeah, you've been saying per- um, stick with him over the last few games. And uh, yeah, you stick with him and you, you hopefully you're starting to see the results now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but he's he's been playing well in the games that he's played. It's not like he's putting bad performances. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. Goals, isn't it? Goals mean everything for a striker. So, yeah, yeah, that's the main reason they're in the team, isn't it? But uh, yeah, hopefully that's broken his duck now, and he can uh, build build on that performance. But um, personally, for me, I think I know Werner got man of the match, but I thought Kovacic was outstanding. Uh, he ran the game um, just gliding past players like they weren't even there and he was you know using his strength using his his quick feet making things happen in the middle running at players just really really good play from him I thought um he did yeah he had a he had a really good game solid solid midfielder to be fair yeah I think under Lampard he was getting a lot of criticism because he just wasn't showing up but uh obviously under the new manager he's uh revived his uh well revived his Chelsea career to some extent and uh yeah we're getting the best out of him now he's keeping Kante out of the team so yeah no, that's that's surprising. I mean, the one that I was surprised about was uh, Kepa getting the nod ahead of Mendy. Now that was a bit of clever management there. I'm sorry, what? From from <laughs> from Tuchel because he looked at the, the fixtures. Newcastle, they're struggling with injuries. No Callum Wilson. They're not really going to score, are they? It's very unlikely. Um, so put your your second keeper in the one who's prone to making mistakes because you know he's not going to have to do much. <laughs> Likely going to get a clean sheet and it keeps the board happy because you're playing the 70 million pound man. So, yeah, he came out after the game and said, um, Mendy's my number one as well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've been laughing. Uh, Kepa's, Kepa, Kepa's distribution's gone awful, man. It's, uh, 
I think, yeah, like I think you mentioned it to me uh, on Twitter or something, and uh, you said he was nervous, but I tell you what, it's, it, it was funny seeing him kicking the ball at a player like, you know what, six, seven times. Nah, but the thing is, he hit a few good long passes to the midfield, like when he wasn't under that much pressure, but then when he was getting closed down, I'm kind of glad he didn't take any risks because he's prone to a mistake like that. So if he's just going to hoof it out, I'd rather he does that than tries like going past the player or, you know, trying to do a bit of skill and, and fucking it up and then uh, conceding a goal. So uh, fair play to him, just boot it out if, if that's all that's on. But yeah, his distribution right. in terms of hitting a long ball to like a player in midfield, I think it's better than Mendy's. Um, but yeah, he, he's got a mistake in him. That's the only problem. Yeah, I think one of them's going to go in the summer. Uh, and most likely it'll be Kepa, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think you can't have a £70 million keeper as your, your backup. So uh, nah. we can if he's happy to do that, but I doubt he's going to be happy sitting on the bench. Nah, get some money for him, get like £10 million from him and uh, reinvest that. Maybe buy a right back because you've got hudson Adoy playing there. Hey, hudson Adoy's doing wonders in that right wing back position. <laughs> Right wing back. I can't believe they've converted a winger to a right wing back. It happened with us. We tried to put Ox there. Um, it didn't work out there, but yeah. I mean, he, he does defend. He does track back and defend, which is really good. Yeah. But against teams like Newcastle, he's not doing much defending because they're not really doing much. They're not really attacking. So he's more, he's basically a winger and he's just covered by Azpilicueta. And Azpilicueta was overlapping him a few times as well. So there's literally no one defending there. So it just shows you what Newcastle had to offer, really, which wasn't much. Mm, mm. And I think that that falls on the, the shoulders of that Arsenal reject Willock, really, isn't it? Didn't have <laughs> he, much. To he, <laughs> he was Newcastle's one of Newcastle's brightest players. So uh, <laughs> I mean, what, for, what ten minutes in the second half? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't imagine um, him ever getting a proper game time at Arsenal. I mean, I don't think he's he's that a quality, but you know. I'm always going to rep Hairland and uh, the youngsters. I hope we hope they do well, really. But yeah, well, I think I think a few of them aren't good enough to be honest with you to play for Arsenal. So. <laughs> yeah, the ones that have been shipped out to West Brom and Newcastle, it's clear. It's clear from that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see. So I know you know you had Newcastle, but you've got a couple of games coming up that are going to be really test two show now. I think the Southampton game and. Uh, in between, you've got, I guess, the tricky tie of, of Atletico. But the big one at the end of the, the month, I think it is, uh, Man United. And let's see how he gets on there, really. Southampton away on the weekend coming up. That's going to be a tough one. Um, if we get a result there, then that would be great. I mean, even if we get a draw, I, would, I wouldn't mind a draw away to Southampton. But if we can get a win, you never know. Um, but yeah, Atletico followed by Man United is going to be a tough run in. Uh, not looking forward to facing Suarez, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, uh, United at home, I think we should be beating them, really. Uh, but you never know. Man United away from home have been pretty decent this season. So, yeah, it's going to be a good game, hopefully. Hopefully it's not another bore draw that we've seen a lot of the time with United and big teams. But, yeah. I mean, speaking of United, uh, they, they dropped points on the weekend as well. Yeah, they did. It's good. Um a little bit of a fall from grace, losing to Sheffield United a few weeks back and then yeah. now dropping more points to West Brom. Um, very good. Happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, there was a, a chance right at the end of the game. I don't know if you saw it, Maguire. And I think Sam Johnson made a fantastic save. Um, and Yeah, it's a really good save. And uh, he's he's at United as well, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So it's always like, you, you know, against your old team, you want to show up. And uh, it's clear he did that. 
yeah, he did. It's, it's good. I'm glad he saved it because didn't want United to get the win, and they and they didn't, which is great. I mean, the one that that was a surprise was I watched the um, the early kickoff on uh, on Saturday, uh, the lunchtime kickoff. Uh, I don't know if you caught the Leicester Liverpool game. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I caught most of the second half. Um, I think it was nil nil first half. Yeah, yeah. It sort of came to life in the second half a bit in terms of the goals. I mean, that got to just mention that Firmino assist was oh, filthy, was incredible. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was yeah. all for nothing really, but as <laughs> <laughs> a, a wicked assist, and you're thinking, "Oh, Liverpool are going to win this now." Be a good win for them, and then all of a sudden, Leicester out of nowhere just banging three goals, and it's game over. Listen, who's at fault, uh, Quebec or um, Allison for that second goal? Allison, definitely Allison. <laughs> I don't know what's happened to him in the last few weeks, but he's just, yeah, he's, I don't know, he's turned into prime Carrius, really, hasn't he? He's turned into yeah. prime Armunia. I don't know who he, I don't know who he is now. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what he's thinking. He's come so far out of his goal. The defender probably deals with that if he's not there, if Allison doesn't come out. I think Quebec will probably deal with that, even if he just puts it out for a corner or a throw in or whatever, just boots it away. Yeah. Um, but he's he's totally like made him panic and mess it up, and then he's just out of his goal. And Vardy just taps it in. Game game over, really. Hey, Vardy, Madison, um, Barnes. That's a frightening front three, to be fair. Yeah, it is, and uh, I've got to say, Harvey Barnes has been very impressive this season. Um, I think I'd take him to the Euros, to be honest with you. I think he he's been that good. Do you know he's one of those what, like players that's been like plugging away the whole season, but hasn't really had that media hype around him. Um, I'm surprised by that. You're right. Um, and yeah, he's in the form he's in. I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd take him if he if he's in the squad or not. But um, it's another matter. But yeah, not bad, not bad. I take him at Arsenal. Good left winger. I think with Barnes, the problem is because he plays at Leicester. <laughs> that's what it is. And I think Madison said it in his interview. You know, we're because we're not considered to be a top sort of a top six side in the league we don't get as much attention from the media and stuff um, which I don't think is fair really because they've been playing really well and they're, they're right up there in the top four so you know yeah they yeah. deserve all the praise they get really I think they've performed really well I also thought um, Ndidi yeah I mean I know he's been injured for a lot of the season but he had a, a great second half I don't, I don't think he, I think he was bossing the midfield completely yeah it's, it's, the way he just wins the ball back is really good um, you know, he's he's kind of like, I guess he's kind of what you know you lot wanted in party a little bit in that sense. I think he's uh, a, he reminds me of a bit of a, a party slash Kante, kind of a bit of both, really. Yeah, well, he he, he replaced Kante, didn't he? Uh, at Leicester, really. Um, yeah, and he's done really well. I, I could probably see him getting a big a big move sooner or later. Uh, one of the big boys will probably try and pick him up. Uh, if not in the summer, maybe next year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good, good midfielder, and he's a, he's you know adapted to the Premier League really well. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, another team uh, that that sort of dropped points is uh, is, is Tottenham, um, and I know they'll play Man City, so it's it's probably not a fair a fair matchup. But you know, Tottenham defensive coach, defensive manager getting beat three 0 It's almost poetry in motion, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, if you'd if you'd spoken to me about this maybe like five six years ago, I think my my outlook would have been a bit different because of Mourinho. But yeah, I think my views on him have changed over the years, and maybe it's time for him to go. I think I think he's been there for what three years now. 
is this his third year? So he's he's got that third year syndrome where he gets a sack. So you know, maybe it's time. It's the third year where he gets the payout, isn't it? Yeah, he must he must plan it quite well. He must be still living <laughs> off his Chelsea money from back in the mid two thousands. So I wonder I wonder how much he got from his United money as well. That must be a lot more than the yeah. Chelsea money. And Chelsea the second time round. <laughs> oh, oh. No, but yeah, I, I think they're just. I don't know. Even with Kane back in the team, they just didn't offer much uh, going forward. I think he just doesn't know what to do, really. And the team just doesn't know what to do. And they look a bit lost. It was an easy, easy game for City, really. They just picked him off. And I mean, got to give uh, Davinson Sanchez a shout out for that uh, face plant that he did. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, he went down like a sniper, man. It was brilliant. Yeah, he was, he was flat as a pancake. <laughs> I thought you said no more puns. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh man. I mean, City were City were good to be fair. Yeah, they were. They've been so good. I mean, for the last few months now, uh, they're just going to run away with it. I think going forward. Mate, how has uh, Lindegan t- like turned to some prime? I don't know, Iniesta or Modric or something. He's scoring so many goals. <laughs> he's he's playing high up the pitch and uh, he's getting into those positions where the ball just you know either falls from kindly or he's in the right position at the right time. Uh, I mean, he scored some really good goals as well. They're not all just tap-ins and stuff like that. So you've got to give him props and even Guardiola for for trusting him in that position because you could easily play somebody else there like a Foden or, a, you know, a Bernardo Silva or someone a bit more you, who you would expect to be attacking. But um, I think he's disciplined and he knows what he's doing. Gundogan, he's a clever player, very clever. He is, he is. And I think uh, De Bruyne's just come back from injury and I think De Bruyne might be out of that team for a little while. Maybe, but then it is De Bruyne. So, you know, I'm sure um, Pep's going to put him straight back in, you know. Yeah, true. I mean, you, you do want him on the pitch, but mm. I think, um, do you think like Mourinho and Spurs don't really care about the league and they're just looking at the cup now? Because I know they're in, they're in the final of the Carabao, aren't they? Yeah, Spurs City in the final of the Carabao Cup. Um, I'm hoping City win, to be honest with you, because I don't want... Spurs to win a trophy, but yeah. Yeah, neither do I, and uh, I don't think they will. Uh, but you never know, it's a final. Um, but, you know, it could be that Mourinho's just focusing on cups and I think they've got Europa League as well in the in the, in the week. Um, but let's see, let's see. I mean, I'm always uh, I'm always there for when Spurs falter, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm everyone is. Do you, know, uh, do you know Tottenham? What? Top, Tottenham Hotspur? Topspur? No, no. What's that? <laughs> you, you never heard of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that though, if they do win it, it's not the end of the world, really, because all it does is paper over the cracks for now, and that's it. Yeah, and also the Carabao Cup is the tiniest cup. I could probably, I think my my coffee cup is probably bigger than that trophy. So uh, <laughs> who cares about the Carabao? <laughs> I think uh, one one team that's done really well in recent weeks is West Ham. Uh, they're right up there in the top four battle. Uh, you know, they've they've brought in a few players in the in the January transfer window, like Jesse Lingard, and he's he's doing really well. Um, he's got like a new new lease of life uh, at West Ham. Yeah, it's, it's weird to see that. I mean, uh, he's hit the ground running, and uh, I don't want to see that twerking dickhead on the pitch. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I know we're. I think we've got West Ham next month, and I'm. I'm hoping Lingard doesn't play because uh, I think if he does play, he will score against Arsenal because he, he does t- tend to do that. But yeah, on the West Ham game, there's one thing I want to I want to mention. You mentioned earlier conspiracy theories. Um, oh, no. 
<laughs> Here we go again. Right. Did you see Basham's challenge? Um, <laughs> I, I knew this was coming. <laughs> but I've been I've been threatened about this all weekend because I I just I can't understand this. He's given a yellow card, and have you have you seen the challenge? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> can you can you somebody explain to me how that's how that's given a yellow and how David Luiz, who's hardly clipped his man, is given a red? There's definitely some conspiracy here. I mean, I don't know if it's a conspiracy, but um, obviously it's different referees uh, in charge of the games. But uh, I, I, honestly, I don't know. That did look like it would, would have been it should have been a red even. Um, I mean, I think it was Basham. He's just come steamrolling in out of nowhere. <laughs> And just wipe the guy out. I think it was whoever whoever he wiped out. Lingard. I think it was Lingard he wiped out. Actually, it, it might have been. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, just out of nowhere, he just steamrolled him. So I, yeah, it looked like a red to me. But uh, I, I can't understand this. The referee hasn't he hasn't done it, and VAR hasn't even overturned it. Which is uh, yeah, it goes back to my theory about you know I think there's certain refs and certain also you got to remember certain refs who are who are actually the VAR fourth officials um, or who are whoever in Stockley Park. They, I think they, they have an agenda against certain teams. I, I definitely think that. So you're basically saying they've got an agenda against Arsenal. I, I definitely think if if uh, if if it's Arsenal or yeah, just Arsenal, uh, that yeah, there is an agenda because if that's United, I think United get a pen, United get a red card. Uh, if that happened to any other team, I think that's given as a pen and a red card. And it was given as a pen, fair play, but I, I just I, I'm incensed by the yellow card. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, yeah, I think uh, obviously you're not, you don't always get decisions your way, but I, I don't think there's any sort of, you know, targeting teams and stuff like that. I don't think it's that blatant. Uh, there are issues with VAR for sure. Um, I think you'll be surprised. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Rooney, Wayne Rooney was saying today, just today, he was saying that VAR should be scrapped because football's just better without VAR. And, I think it does make it more interesting when there isn't any far and, you know, you do get a bit of controversy with the odd mistake that the referees and the linesmen make, but at least, you know, it's human error in, in the split second that it happens. Um, you know, the, the funny thing is like I know sort of last season, season before, before VAR came in, we were all like sort of advocating for it. And I think that the, th- the problem again with VAR is we would be all for it. If, even if it was wrong, like, one percent or five percent of the time it's fine you can you can you can forget about that but it's making so many errors like you know it's it's almost like it's half the judgments there's no sort of um what do you call it um no sort of normality or or you know regularity in, in the way they officiate v, you know with var so like it just seems decisions go when they want them to and when they don't want them to they just say all right don't bother reviewing it or something or they don't, they review it and say you know okay carry on with the game you know it just feels so judgmental that that's why there's so many mistakes in it. Yeah, I mean, there were a few incidents in the Chelsea game where it could have been a penalty. And uh, I know they reviewed one of them and they they decided against it. But then there was another one where there was a foul on Werner in the box where he got pushed and they didn't even look at it. And w- when they're showing it on the Sky replays, you can see he's clearly been pushed and it's a pen. Um, so yeah, it does happen, but I um, don't really understand how they choose what to look at and what not to look at, really. Um, but, but yeah... They either need to clear it up and clarify what needs to be done and what should be done in each instance, or just just get rid of it. it seems to be causing more issues than than good at times. So yeah, back to basics. Yeah, maybe they should just stick to making pancakes. <laughs> We're back with the pancakes, are we? <laughs> yeah, I really want pancakes. 
Damn. Well, I'm looking forward to mine tonight. I've got all my ingredients ready. Uh, I've got the strawberries, got Nutella, got bananas, got blueberries. Uh, no savoury ones, so it's all sweet for me. Yeah, I haven't got anything. <laughs> Just top four, that's all. <laughs> well, we'll leave it as that then. <laughs> and I'll enjoy my pancakes. I'll send you a picture of them later. <laughs> you can send me a picture of the Premier League table. How about that? I was going to say, I'll just send you a picture of the table. Just the top four, nothing else. So thank you for joining us, guys, on another episode of Little Less Conversation. We hope you had a good Valentine's Day and a nice Shrove Tuesday, a.k.a. Pancake Day. Sorry for all the bad pancake jokes. Uh, hit us up on all the socials uh, at Little Less Pod. And join us next time, where we've also got a special guest joining us for the uh, the big Arsenal Man City game. Stay tuned. Peace. Peace.